Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. I'd like to paraphrase a quote from one of my favorite horror authors, Clive Barker. Horror reveals to us that the control we think we have over our lives is an illusion, and that the truth is, every single moment, we teeter on the brink of chaos and oblivion. Our campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and this is episode 67. I am your game master, and Jeff Wilkins will be giving our recap. Our destination, our destiny, looms just ahead. The players are ready. Let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Yes, sir. Our last episode started off with a bang. A group of investigators were in a cave. Dr. Dawkins had just recovered the statue piece of the head. As we were standing there, we see human figures standing in the shadows with long canine fangs. Yes, it seems that we are surrounded by vampires. Thankfully, there were other police officers there to help us fight these creatures off. But Dr. Dawkins is taking the most heat. There are four surrounding him. Dr. Dawkins has the Mim Sahis knife out, and these creatures seem to be trying to get the duffel bag back that is holding the statue head. It becomes clear that when Dr. Keith and Eldridge use the garlic, the vampires are repelled. Dr. Keith cuts a clove of garlic and rubs it all over her exposed skin. One of the vampires attacks Frank and it successfully bites his neck. Dr. Dawkins realizes that he has the large fist-sized ruby in his pocket. Upon taking it out, the ruby shines rays out, and these beams of light are scorching the vampires. At the same time, Dawkins is filled with a seething hate. Frank crawls back to the rest of the group, and Eldridge helps him up. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Dawkins has collapsed from the seething hate and drops the ruby. Dr. Keith takes up the ruby again, wraps it in a handkerchief, and puts it in her pocket. The ruby has scared the vampires off and has allowed us to escape. We get back in our car and drive to the hotel. In the hotel, we have a long discussion about what we have been through so far. We're just about ready to attempt to reattach the pieces of the statue using the Mims Heath. Dawkins tries, but is not successful. At this point, Frank finds the one scroll that we've had, and he reads some of the instructions regarding the Sedevkar statue. Apparently, there are 17 rituals to perform. It also takes the sacrifice of humans, babies to be specific, in order to wear the simulacrum. At this point, we talk about how potentially evil this all is, and we put the statue away, pack up, and get ready for the 11.27 p.m. train. We get on the train, and about 4 a.m., while most of us are asleep, we hear a thump, thump noise. It wakes Eldridge, who has had a bit too much to drink. Eldridge then wakes Frank, and the two of them wake Dr. Keith. Dawkins is in the lounge reading. While Eldridge goes to check on Dawkins, it suddenly hits Keith and Frank that the sound has come from Rupert's cabin. Dr. Keith heads off to find a story to unlock the door, the door, while Frank becomes impatient and breaks the door to gain access. The room shows signs of a struggle. The windows open. There's no sign of Rupert. The others return back to the cabin, and that brings us up to date. All right. What would you guys like to do, or what do you need to do, or what 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 are you doing? You have one steward with you. Uh, 
drunkenly I continue to mutter, uh, it's them, it was them, it was them, and I'm, and I'm like panicking. Where are you all located at the moment? I think we were still inside the room, weren't we? Pretty much. Yeah. Either, in, either in the room or like just at the door. Yeah, um, I, I imagine I'm in well, the hall. Everyone else went to get the um, steward, didn't they? I believe you got him, and then he I got the steward. With that's everybody. right. That's right. Yes, so and the rest of you were in the were in the um, the bar. Yeah. So I think everybody is here now, including the steward. Okay. Um, I'm I'm sure he is somewhere on the train. Yeah. I mean, other than the lounge, is there someplace obvious that we're not looking? Maybe he's just down the someplace else. Well, we shall. I I shall walk. Up and down the train and see if I can find him. Perhaps you can wait in the lounge and I will return. Um, Do, Mr. Um, could you could you perhaps send someone to, to, to secure this door? I'd hate for anything to happen to our friend's belongings while he's missing. Yes, of course. So that's what he does. He gets another steward to watch the room. We established that the piece is still within the room, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah I remember. I'm trying to remember what happened. What you did, Frank. Things things seem to be thrashed, but uh, the simulacrum is untouched. I mean, my, my gut tells me he's not here anymore because the door was locked from the inside. So I don't think he would have locked it and then wandered off. Or Woody, I don't no, know. Very much so. Do we have keys? I don't know how the locks would work. I think they're more primitive than that. Okay. They're not expecting any kind of criminal activity on the, the Orient Express. Yeah. Quiet. Uh, so, so what what would what would get him out a window like that? I can't imagine. He wouldn't have No, he's he's he's, he's not the sort of chap to I didn't want to say it. He wouldn't do something like that. I, I don't. I, I don't accept this idea that um, that he's elsewhere on the train. I think something's happened to him. Yeah. I know but he's I... not been himself since since he lost his eye, but. And yet, I feel helpless because I don't know what to do. Well, I think the best thing for now is just to um, search the train and establish that he isn't on the train. Once, once we've discounted that possibility, then in, 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 in line with um, the Sherlock Holmes method, then, then, then we'll know that something's happened. Could he be up on the roof? At this speed, how he'd probably freeze. One-eyed man with a bad leg getting up on the roof, and I, I don't see that happening. It's them. It's it's them. It's it was them. You know it was them, and and I'm now like very audibly panicking, and I'm almost making a scene. So I'm just pacing up oh. and down the hallway, muttering I'm and going to go back to my room and stuff my pockets with uh, garlic. 
and uh, fetch my pistol. I don't like this at all. Something's going on. I don't know what it is, but something's going on. Undoubtedly, something is afoot, and I don't like the look of it at all. But I think we should search the train first. Yeah. Just to be sure. Just Roll to up. be certain. Roll down. Do you have any extra cloves of garlic I can borrow? Yes, I have a great deal of garlic. Yeah, I thought we that you and me bought more garlic. Yes, we did. The garlic salesman at the station looked incredibly happy. I think it's the most garlic he's ever sold in one day. <laughs> he was pedaling off on his bicycle with a look of glee on his face the last time I saw him. I uh, look at the three of you and I said, do you think they'll come back? They got Rupert wanted to come for us. After only about seven or eight minutes, the steward comes back and he says that he checked all of the laboratories and walked the full length of the train and didn't encounter anybody. He says there's, of course, the possibility that Mr. Uh, I don't remember what his last name was. Something Smythe. Yeah, Rupert Smythe. Um, Hamilton. Hamilton Smythe. Hamilton Smythe uh, might be in somebody else's cabin. But... He says, I don't think that at this, it's 3 o'clock in the morning or 3.30 by now. I really can't go and knock on everybody's door and wake everybody up. He's not in someone else's room. He's not in someone else's room. I'm just pacing. And he says, let, you know, let me go talk to the, the, the chief, the, the chef de train and see what he wants to do um and and then he leaves um where are you guys now you got you got garlic from your your rooms yes indeed so where are you going to go to be all together well i'd, I'd suggest that we head off um in the uh the, the opposite direction from the the saloon he couldn't have gone through the saloon because he would have gone past the others. So we should so, head to the, the, the other end of the of, of the train. You want to work towards work towards the back of the train. Yes. Okay. Well, um, what you find, of course, is uh, tell me what you're going to do because about the most you can do is what the steward did is check the laboratories. And at 3.30 in the morning, almost nobody's awake. Well, I think if we, if we just walk the train okay. to the end and then head back, just to establish that he isn't down there somewhere. You walk, you walk back as far as the uh, employee's uh, car, which is the last car. Um, could, could we perhaps ask the uh, the steward to go and check in there for us? Um, yeah, I mean you can you can check in there too, but there's there's nothing any farther back than that. I don't know if they had a caboose. I don't know if they had a caboose. That's more for a working train. This is a luxury train. Hmm. Um, of course. 
the the lounge is not the for, the most forward uh, room either. You've got the forgons where uh, where the luggage is stored, and you've got uh, the the fuel storage, and then the 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 train the the engine and the kitchen. Then perhaps we should we should look that way as well. Just just to rule it out for no other reason. Okay. So you start walking back the other direction, and um, uh, you get to the lounge, and you go beyond the lounge. The there is a guard. Uh, uh, for the foregones, people are not allowed in there, and he tells you that nobody has come this direction. No. They took him. That's what I've been saying. I fear that's the only option, isn't it? It's the same thing, same motive. Where middle night, open window. On what normal people would not be able to access. What next? One of us is next. We don't do this if we don't do this smart. And I and I just like sit down because I'm incredibly drunk. I'm just, where, are you, I'm, where are you sitting down? You're you're back in the lounge. I just I sit on the floor. I just I, I I'm pretty I'm. I, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm I'm drunk and I'm panicking and I'm very very visibly terrified. Like all the fear that's been mounting on this trip is starting to like exude out of me tonight. Because I don't think we've seen an actual party member die, or have them be directly taken from us. They've left and died that way, but we we have not been close to, like, right down the hall someone just got pulled out by a vampire and died. So I'm panicking. I'm freaking out. Why Why did they come for him? Do you think it was something to do with the, the eye? And, uh, and I begin just, like, nodding uncontrollably. Now, he, he was with us on the car ride back to the hotel, so I would have thought he would have also had garlic some sort of protection too. But I don't know. Maybe he wasn't vigilant. Remember, he didn't go into the caves with you. Yes. Right. He didn't go in with us, but we I'm sure we talked about it in the car. With I put him. I put garlic in all the cases though. Yeah, it's true. The, the pieces of the simulacrum. So that those would be safe. Yeah. No. I sat there. I'm just shaking my head. I just keep muttering stuff like, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. So you guys apparently are standing in the hallway uh, up near the foregon, just past the kitchen.
it's I very cramped where you're standing. I, I think we should go back to one of our. In fact, I think we should go back to Rupert's room and try and see if we can find any evidence to suggest that our suspicions are correct. That's a good idea. We, we, I just gave it a cursor. You look over. I didn't really see anything. Part of me is saying that maybe I should sit down and start rubbing garlic on the bullets in my gun. But I don't see that that would have much effect either. Can you make bullets out of garlic? Well, only if you've got a spud gun. Which is a very good idea, isn't it? <laughs> is there Are there any priests on the train? Have we seen Ooh. any priests about? Priests probably couldn't afford to be on this train. Never oh, a bloody priest around when you need one. But a bishop, a bishop could afford it. We'll keep an eye out for any holy men at all. Anyone who can bless some holy water. Although we've no idea that holy water works. It might not work. Crosses didn't seem to work, did they? No. I did, I have read something that says that if the, it, 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 it's determined about like the, the, the vampire's religion or something like that, or, some, or when they're bit, I don't remember, but maybe the cross, the symbol of the cross just doesn't affect them because they don't believe in the cross. Well, maybe, maybe the, the, the Romanies are right. Maybe you have to, um, hammer bits of metal into them or something. It's I not telling which, which of the legends might be true and, and which just might nonsense. I forget, Eldritch, did you use a real cross or did you... I remember I used my fingers. Did you use your fingers or did you... I, I took two uh, torches and made a cross with the wood. It wasn't a real cross, but and then again, I I've read that if, as long as you're of the the belief that if you make the cross, doesn't matter what you make a cross out of, hmm. but maybe that's not right. But I'm more inclined to believe that we've dealt with enough supernatural entities on this trip that uh, maybe it's simply because they don't work the same way that we think they do. Mm -hmm. But I'm crawling on the floor and going back to Rupert's room. All right. <clears throat> so we'll assume you're all walking in that direction? Yes. Okay. Um, you're in the corridor next to the kitchen. And as you're walking, you're coming to the space where it's between the two cars. And you know that the next car has the lounge in it. And before you actually get to that door, you start to have this feeling as if there were something up ahead. There were something, there's something just up ahead, just in the other room, around the corner, waiting for you. I'm I'm going to uh, look at Frank. 
it's a feeling of almost overwhelming panic that you don't know maybe it's just just you maybe you're just overly stimulated at the moment but can i um make a psychology role on uh frank sure just to sort of look at his um stance and body language I'm, I'm not sure. sure whether I should mention it at this point. I don't I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this. I think at this point, yes, you, you probably are, are thinking that you would all like to just like put yourselves into a perpetual hug and move in unison together. <laughs> I've got 29 out of 40. Okay. You look on the at the faces of everyone. Everyone is pale. Everyone is... It's it's the moment of darkness that's right up ahead of you and you don't know what to do and you don't know where to go and you realize it could be ahead of you or behind you or to the side of you. It's, it could be right out the window that's right next to you staring in at you and you just don't know what the hell to do. I stand up from my crawl. Um, are our rooms nearby? They're on the other side of the lounge. And so essentially, so essentially, we'd have to go through this this force to get to our room. Yeah. Now you don't know that there's any force. Once again, it's just sheer terror, panic, foreboding. It's overwhelming you. So I stand up. Uh, can I make, I guess, uh, I don't know, a power roll or a sanity roll to kind of collect myself and then walk down the hall? Willpower. Yeah, do a willpower roll. Sure. Let me really quickly pull up some dice. Ba, 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 ba. Give me pow. Pop. 43. That is a pass. Okay. You're you're terrified, but you feel that you can move forward. All right. Did anybody bring the ruby? Oh, I still got it in my pocket. Is it is it warm? Through through the handkerchief? Is it, is it does it feel warm if I feel my, my pocket can't really on the outside? Tell. Okay, I can't. I can't say it doesn't seem to feel. And you're cool. kind of afraid to touch it. Well, I've got my hand in my other pocket, which is which has got my pistol. In it. So I doubt very much that's going to be of any help. I stand it's making straight. Making me feel a bit braver to have my hand on it. I think. And I'm going to walk down the aisle, and I'm going to try and approach my room. You're you're walking forward to the door leading into the lounge. I'm going to follow him. And just as you get there and you look through the little window into the room, you can see the steward standing in the middle of the room. And there's somebody standing behind him. Somebody dressed in some sort of 
fancy blue um looks old fashioned they're wearing some sort of a cloak uh, a cape or a, a uh, with a, a a hood on it um and you can tell that the uh the steward is subdued he can't get away from whatever it is that's standing right behind him if i if i look through this, I'm guessing I'm looking through the glass of the door. I'm looking inside. If I look, can I see if there's like any silverware, forks, knives, stuff like that? There's nothing out, no. Is there anything sharp? Other than the pocket knife I keep in my pocket. Is there anything well there's, larger than that? There's what uh what Dr. Dawkins has. Oh, the sword cane. Yeah, my sword cane. That's what he's talking about. Here yeah. you go. Oh, thanks. I'll thanks, Dr. Thanks, Dr. Dawkins. How sweet. Um, all right, I'm going to take it. Uh, I'm going to leave it in the, the sheath, the cane. But uh, I'm, I guess I'm taking over by a mixture of rage and just drunken courage. And also knowing that we have the ruby. Um, and I'm going to push open the door. All right. Standing behind the steward is a rather tall figure dressed in blue. Looks almost like a costume, an old-fashioned sort of costume. He has a cloak, but you can see his face. He's extremely old, extremely emaciated. Uh, the skin above and below his lips is pulled tight, and his eyes are kind of preternaturally sparkly. Um, and he's got a rather pleased look on his face. Um, you can see that his hands are ancient and clawed with long fingernails, and he has them right at the steward's throat. And he says, as you walk in, he says, I have been waiting a long time for this. Well, I'm going to pop my head around the door. I uh, take the scene in. I guess I'm just I'm standing. I guess just past the door, and I'm standing in the lounge. Kind of terrified. I'm legitimately scared. Oh shit. Um. And I I I, I, I stare into his preternatural eyes. Um. Oh, cool. Do a power roll for me. Give me. Get, let us do a power roll for you, Bucko. Nine. You're lucky. Oh, I'm lucky? That's good. Don't look into 11. his eyes, Ralph. Don't right. look into his you eyes. Feel, you feel very strongly as if something is compelling you to come into the room, but you have enough power to resist it. 
That's but good. it's an almost overwhelming feeling coming from this this person. So kind of doing this this I guess this this eye standoff, showing my my well my power my ability to overpower his uh, his suggestion. Uh, I say, who are you? Listen to me now. I have come here because I want something. I want the Sedevkar Simulacrum. I have allowed you to collect its pieces for me. And it's time that you gave them to me. But you need to remove the garlic. And what if I said no? <sighs> then I will kill every person on this train. Well, given, given that he's just announced his susceptibility to garlic, I am emboldened by this. And I, I am going to uh, take a step uh, forward so that I'm standing side by side with uh, Eldridge. Your garlic will only delay me from killing you, Dr. Elizabeth. Is that so? And what should I call you? Um, Sedevkar, perhaps? Or um, is it Talius Corvus? Or could you perhaps be Count Fenelik? Which name are you using today? He suddenly looks at you with a very strange look. Do a psychology roll. Blimey. What'd you do? I finally have done something right, or have I done something terribly, <laughs> terribly, terribly wrong? wrong. Uh, 28 out of 40. He looks in that moment as if he's trying to remember something that he's forgotten a long time ago. And for that moment, he's a bit distracted. As if, you know, his eyes are no longer on you. They're sort of like off in memory, trying to remember something. Can I whisper to uh, Elizabeth the Ruby? Yeah, I was thinking just that thing. Um, I just say, hold I, on to it. I, I, I think this is, this, is, this is my moment now. We might not get another chance. So while I, he's distracted. Well, let's ask some more questions. I want to get. I want to know what because I because I was right. Oh, okay. I was right. I'm vindicated. Well, I'm, says, I'm slipping my hand into my pocket. He says to you. He says, "Yes, I am the Comte de Fenelec." He says, "I." saw you in Poissy, and there's the dog. Hold on. <laughs> oh, man. No. 
Hello, oh my so I was, god, so I was, I was one of my ridiculous right. suppositions turned moment. out to be right. <laughs> I, was, I was fucking right. <clears throat> Cut all that out. <clears throat> I'll adopt the same facial expression I had just before you left. <laughs> he says, he says, I was there in the ruins of my old house. In Poissy, I saw you there. I saw you recover the arm. I, I did not know that it had been broken into pieces. I thought at that moment to kill you all. But then I thought, no. I thought, I'll let you collect the pieces for me and then take it from you, which is what I am here to do now. So you're not part of the skinless cult. The cult, those fools, the ones that I've been killing all along to keep them from harming you. My purpose was for you to collect the pieces. I would not let them interfere. And you're the one who's been breaking into our hotel rooms and opening up the chest to see if we still have the pieces. Enough of this talk. I want the Sedevkar simulacrum or you'll all end up like Rupert. And he suddenly throws Rupert's head onto the floor in front of you. All right, let's do sanity rolls. I'm going to do a sanity roll. Yeah, you can do a sanity roll. Pig. I pass. I'm going to take one one or two off just because it's You can do four. Scary. You can do one to four. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I got a two. I've passed. Do I see this? I'm sure. And oh, yeah. One. So I got a one, but I'm going to take a two because it's it's Rupert's head. I got him into this. I'm, I was meant to be told his uncle I was going to look after him and keep him out of trouble. I got a ninety-five. Do you want me to take the full four? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, you were already unnerved all along, so. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm both rattled and enraged. Frank, do a do an idea roll. Well, my first idea is that Doctor Dawkins can fix it. Mm, Seventy-eight out of seventy. I spend luck. Hmm. It's close enough. I'll give it to you. There's something weirdly familiar about Fenelic. Except that from the stories, now that you now that you know all of these stories. You think that maybe that picture in the Louvre is what he looked like when he was whole. Mm -hmm. Same haircut, same, you know, look to him. Mm -hmm. okay. He looks, he looks emaciated. He also looks like parts of his skin are peeling off in places. Like 
like he's diseased or something or okay. rotting well he is old as dirt he says he says apparently you don't seem to understand what's at stake here and he immediately rips into the throat of the steward and throws the steward to the ground with blood now all over his face. What Rub does it theatrical? What does it do? What do you mean? What does it do? What does the sedative car? What, what was it? What does it do? What does the simulacrum do? I'm not here to answer your questions. If you want to get the pieces, you're going to answer the questions. Just that—that's the one. That's the one question I have, and then I suppose that I look to Doctor Keith. You can have the pieces. I just want to know why we've been doing all of this. What is the point? What does it do? We know nothing. You feel like you're looking into the eyes of a predator. Okay. Um, do a luck roll for me. I'll somebody, give you. Somebody do something smart because I'm getting ready to do something stupid. Don't do something stupid, please, for the love of God. <laughs> I well, I, I can tell you, I'm definitely getting ready to do something, whether it's smart or stupid, remains yeah. to be. I, well, I just, I just want this one piece. I just want this one nugget, and then you can do. I know what you're going to do, so then you can do it. Uh, I got a thirty-two. I passed. It's not a hard, but I passed. Okay. Fenelik makes his move. He moves like lightning. You can't even see him move. It's a sort of a bluish-purple blur as he moves. And But you hear the words, I need a new hostage, and he suddenly has you, Eldridge. And you find yourself in the same position that the steward was. Okay. You can see that there's places on his hands now where, where he's touching you. It's actually smoking a little, maybe the garlic, but he seems to be tolerating it. And he says, Eldridge dies if we don't bring the pieces now. Um, I guess we're going to do something stupid because... Um... He's going to kill Eldridge anyway. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate so, um, that. I'm going to try to uh, run up and stab him with the, the knife. All right. Um, I'm reaching into my pocket. All right. And touching a bundle in a handkerchief. Um, Dr. Dawkins, go ahead and do a... Uh, and uh, what, what's your um, uh, 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 combat role? Um, what are you trying to do? Stab him with your knife, did you say? Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, no. 66. Okay. The second you move... Sorry, Eldridge. Um, he 
grips Eldridge tightly, leans down and buries his fangs into Eldridge's neck. But he suddenly does something rather odd. A look of panic sort of comes over his eyes for a moment. Maybe it's the garlic, but he immediately throws Eldridge to the ground and looks like he's about to then come after you guys. Okay, Eldridge, Eldridge it's, 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 like, it's like being attacked by a statue. So there's not like any resistance you can make to it. He throws you to the ground kind of in a heap. And uh, uh, you're just laying there because you've, you've almost been knocked unconscious by the blow. Okay. Um, right. Uh, he begins to move to the side like an animal stalking... Uh, uh, neither uh, uh, it's prey, but his uh, he has an odd look on his face as if something suddenly surprised the shit out of him. Uh, maybe it was Dr. Dawkins moving forward with the knife. Um, uh, 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 Dr. Elizabeth, what are you going to do? I'm going to take out the ruby. All right, do a power roll. It's all on me. Oh, six out of 60. Very good. All right. So when you pull this, this stone out, it immediately glints and shines bright red. Um, you feel seething hatred run through your body. Hatred for everyone in the room, especially Fenelik. And, But it's not so overpowering that it, it, it crushes you. Um, the light from the gem shoots out into the air, and uh, Fenelik's look of surprise becomes even more profound as little spots on his skin begin to burn. And he's like, what is this? And he immediately vaporizes into like purple mist and flows back down the train. And he's gone. I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to wrap the... Uh... Can I, can I wrap it up? Do I have to make another power roll to do that? No, you can wrap it up. I'll wrap up the, the ruby. And, and it uh, takes maybe maybe 15 seconds for the feelings of hatred to go away. I'm shaking on the ground, clutching at my neck. Captain Dawkins, Captain Dawkins, do something. And um, try to help him. I immediately push you away, and I try to stand up. Stand up. Um, a little sore, like you've been bruised and beaten. Yeah. Um, is there a lavatory nearby? Yes. I don't say anything. I just I, I, I immediately make my way over there, like immediately to the lavatory. Okay. Okay, and I shut the door. All right. So you're in the bathroom. Yes, I am. What are the rest of you going to do? Frank? What are you doing, Eldridge? Pee your pants is an, op is an option. You know? I, did <laughs> I did that a long time ago. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I want to see how Evans is doing. I'm gonna start banging on the door. Let it, let us in. Let 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 Doctor Dawkins look at you. I uh, say nothing. All I do, Tom, is I'm gonna reach into my pocket. I'm gonna pull out the pocket knife. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold out my hand. I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna hesitate as I do this. I want to see what happens. What you think happens, happens. What do I think happens? <laughs> Same thing that happened a moment ago. I, I, do, I, do I make a sanity check? Mm-hmm. This is horrifying. All right, I'll make a sanity check. This is horrifying. Um, okay. I made that, but I'm just taking two points off still. Maybe all it's right. all for the best. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, I'm still terrified by it. So after a, after a minute or two, so, okay, you're, you're going to you're gonna have to describe this, Tom, because I, I, can't, I can't imagine what it looks like. I don't want to make something up. So I am going to open the, the laboratory sliding door. I'm going to step out. I'm going to look dead into Frank's eyes, and I'm going to hold up my palm and show him the cut I have made. Please, if you could, describe what is going on, because I don't know how to really describe that. Eldridge has cut open his hand, but it's not bleeding. Rather, it is bleeding, but it's not bleeding blood. It's bleeding ice water. Sandy? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Fail. Fail, but not a critical fail. I immediately say, what is happening to me? What did you do? I, 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 I just, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm literally, I'm shaking in fear. Like, I have no idea what's happened. I don't know if the bite is what did this to me or something else, but I don't know, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this means. Sorry, folks, we're laughing at the comments that some of us have made at this point. Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> um, what are you guys going to do? I'm, um, my, my vision is absolutely fixed on the direction in which Henlick went. I what am, you I saw was he turned into fear that he's going to come back. That I, I just can't pay attention to anything else. He turned into what looked like an almost purplish cloud of smoke. Something you've actually seen before. When you were underground in Poise, you were almost choked to death by a strange purplish mist that came up. Was that Fenelic? 
Oh yeah, because we immediately took the the arm, and then I thought that was from the roses. I guess it wasn't. So I immediately clench my hand and, and walk out, still shivering. Um, is there a window nearby? Huh? Sure. I'm going to rush to the window. I'm going to open it. We're, so, we're, going, we're going, what, like 70 miles an hour? It's in the middle of winter. I don't so, know. The trains, what they did. Yeah, probably. Something like that. So it's, it's fucking cold. Um, you don't so, feel yeah, so I so I stick my on my arm and I don't feel anything. Nope. Does the does the you, water you feel the wind? You don't feel. But does the water react at all to the, to the to the open air or anything like that? Is there any indication? That... Your wound your wound basically freezes. So why do I freeze? <laughs> uh, so so essentially, I pull my arm out and my hand is fucking frozen. The, the wound is frozen, pretty much closed. So it closed itself, essentially. It's not bleeding anymore. I oh man, I get I get out, and I and I sit down on a on a chair, and I'm like blabbering, and I'm just I'm I'm a mixture of drunk, scared in my mind, and now for some reason I don't have blood. There's no blood. I have no blood. I don't bleed bleed anymore i guess have i been injured in the past where blood has come out in in recent memory or no well that you can remember okay so i uh i uh i'm i'm i essentially begin screaming like it's the medallion the medallion did this to me i don't know what the fuck this is and i'm, I'm panicking i'm freaking out i i can't do anything but sit down all right, do a do another sanity roll. Okay, that is also a pass. You didn't tell me how much I took for that last one. Oh, did you fail? Yeah. Um, four. Just take a solid four. Um, Eldridge, you passed. That just to me that means that you're 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 disturbed. You're 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 terrified. You don't know what the hell this is. But your reaction to it is one of stoicism. Okay, which is, I guess, my character. You're not. You're not completely panicking. Okay, I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm dumb. I'm. I'm dumbstruck. I. You I, don't. You don't feel any different, except for the yeah, fact I know. that you don't feel the cold anymore. Yeah, I know. That's what my. That's my main. That's my main thing. When did I suddenly have all the blood? Transfused out of my body and, and and injected with ice water. I don't remember that, and I don't know what's going on. And is it? It's clearly water. It's not like this translucent plasma. It's like it's water. Like I could drink it, and it's water. Uh, you it taste it. Tastes, it tastes salty. Was wasn't it the medallion when you stopped feeling the cold? Yes, that was. Yes, it was the medallion. So I'm saying I think the medallion did this to me, and I don't know what what it's doing. It, it, it the, the the water tastes like salt water. It tastes like solvent. Where's the medallion now? We gave it back to the. Uh, we threw. I threw it down. Not not me. 
I wanted to keep it. You guys threw it down the pit. Remember that with, with the with the with the the, the the we were in the caves and the guys with the with the arms coming out of their stomachs and I don't I don't want to think about that I don't I don't I don't I don't know well, that's what happened is we got to the cave with all the the the, the fake medallions and the the beast below said give me the medallion and I didn't want to give it up and you guys took it from me and threw it in the pit and I guess I don't know I don't know. I don't know. Doctor Elizabeth, do a power roll. Eighteen out of sixteen. Okay. You have a sudden strong compulsion to throw that stone out the window, but you resist the feeling. I, I think he just tried to control me again. Which means he's still here. Yes. We're still within his circle of influence. Yes, I just I just felt a strange urge to throw the ruby out of the window. Which yeah. which I imagine um, at the very least indicates that it worries him. It's the only thing that he was afraid of. Salt water. Why did salt water freak him out? Why did he stop drinking my blood? Well, because it was presumably blood. because you have no blood to drink. I know, but he could have still ripped out my throat like he did with the other guy. He didn't. He just suck it in, taste of the water, pull directly out. Perhaps. Some some legends say that vampires can't cross running streams. Perhaps it's something to do with that. You think that because the water is running through my body, it's a stream. It's a. I, I, I really don't know, but perhaps there's perhaps there's something to do with water and vampires that we don't we don't understand. I don't claim to understand it until. Well. Only a few hours ago, I, I, I had assumed that they were mythical creatures. I looked to the rest of the group and I said that we need to find them. A few minutes go by and one of the stewards comes walking uh, down the corridor and into the lounge where you guys are standing. And he looks completely blank, so to speak. He okay. walks in and he says, the Comte Fenelic tells you that he will kill everyone on board this train if you do not comply. You and you can tell that he's being controlled, this, this person. Looks like he's about 20 years old, dressed in a blue uniform. Okay, so I'm going to stand up immediately. Uh, I'm sober up now. Um, the fear has, the adrenaline has kicked right in. So uh, so I stand up, and I guess I'm, I'm going to begin moving. And I look back to the group, and I say, we need to get all the pieces in one spot. 
Yes, indeed. We need we need to make a stand. So I'm beckoning the group to follow me so we can all go get the pieces and bring them to one location. Yes. Okay. It is by now about 4.30 in the morning. I can't help okay. but wonder if we can outlast this. If the, if the things about vampires and sunlight are true, then perhaps we could, if we could last until dawn. Maybe. So, yep, I immediately go into my room. I'm going to grab the, the trunk with the arm. Okay. I'm going to grab it. I'm going to wait for the others. We're all just going to gather them up. Yep. Cart them away. Where are you, where are you going with them? A lounge. Okay. So is that, is, that a, is that a smart place? I'm asking the group. The lounge? It's as good a place as any. I mean, there's, there's space to move around, and, and we know he can't take them because they've got the, uh, the, garlic. the garlic in with them. Yeah. But if he can control other people, he can control them to... to get the pieces, which is why I'm like, you need to have them. While well, I'm, I'm going to grab my cosh then, life preserve. I might have to wallop someone. While you are in your while you're in your car, um, you suddenly notice that there's another steward, and that steward has become a kind of a guard at the end of the car to keep anyone from coming up this direction. <laughs> right, it looks like we're stuck in here. Let's all get in one room then. I don't think so. I think that no. we, I think for the rest of the train. It's oh, like from the rest of the, the train. Line. Oh, right. I see. I see. I see. Right. I think we can. It's just. A, it's just a person. It's not him. And I put my brass knuckles on. How are the? How are the trains connected? With. Those things. Yeah, the little the little hooks, and there's got they got a little balcony, and then you just walk across the balcony. Yes. Is it something if we pull the pin, we could disconnect the train? I think that there's a wheel that you turn, and it un undoes the the clock. Um, if you have some mechanical knowledge, maybe. Do I? I don't think I do. Nope, I don't. I Anybody mean, else? It would be a death sentence to anyone back there, but I've I've only got um my, my decouple train is, is only base. <laughs> I have a fifty in mechanical repair. How about heavy machinery? Anything? I don't think that it's likely that you guys know how trains work, so... No. We're guessing now. <laughs> I have a feeling being trapped on a static train carriage, the vampire, would, would be even less of a, 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 of a proposition than being stuck in a moving train carriage with, with a vampire. No, right now, I think our only it. hope right now is that he might just um, decide to sod off when the sun comes up. I was thinking he was in the cabin behind us, so if we disconnected it, he would 
fall oh, back. Good, good, yes, that's a, that's a good point. Where, where, whereabouts are we in relation to him then? Well, we. You don't know where he is. No. He may not even be on the train. If he's as old. He might be on the roof of the compartment we're in. Maybe. I just think that if, he was, if he's as old as he is and he's as strong as he is, he may not need to be in our location to exude his influence. Do a. Uh, um... I got a cult roll? Do an idea roll. Idea roll. This is for a memory. 63. I've just barely passed. Um, you seem to recall Rupert saying something. When you were in Venice, you guys were trying to get the leg uh, inside that big clock. And Rupert says that for just a second, he was, he looked out, he wasn't there. He was on the other side of the building. He looked out the window and he saw what he thought was a statue, but all dressed up. And then it fell, but it never hit the ground. And then he saw something move off into the darkness. Was that Fenelik? Jesus Christ, he's been following us this whole time. Um, I, so I, so I bring out my truck, and I guess I wait for someone else to, to kind of come out so that they can hold it and they can launch it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm going fisticuffs with the steward. I'm not, I'm not getting trapped in a. No wait, the steward is keeping you from going farther down the train. Oh, so he's allowing us to go into the lounge. All right. Yes, yes, he's not on that side. Okay, then just kidding. Let's let's go. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. So can I clarify something, uh, Eldridge? Why are you gathering the pieces? I don't want... If he has influence over the stewards, he could force one of the stewards to open the trunk and take the piece. Because he himself cannot physically open the crates and take out the piece because there's garlic in them now. Okay. But a human being could take them hypothetically. So what are we uh, grabbing? We're grabbing like the cases that we're storing them in? Yeah. Just so that they're all in one place, because I imagine we're going to have to make a stand. And I'd rather not make a stand in a hallway or like a, a small room. I'd rather do it in like the lounge. That's my what's, opinion. What's the terrain like where we're at, Tom? You mean in the hallway where your rooms are? Uh, like the train, as we're going down the train tracks. Are we in the countryside? or? Yes. You're... Somewhere between um, this time of the night, you are somewhere between Sophia, where you left, and um, Sviglegrad, which is on the way. These are little places, Sviglegrad, Andrianople, and Sinakli, uh, before you get to Constantinople. You'll be in Constantinople. What time did you leave? Um, we'll 11, 11 o'clock. What's that? 11.30? 11.27. Okay. You'll be in Constantinople uh, at 7.24 tomorrow evening. 
or rather, it's 4.30 in the morning. You will be in Constantinople at 7.30 tonight. Well, the train will. So we have to make it till sunrise, which is probably around 7. It's That's winter. Um, probably around 8. Oh, crikey. I think we'll be fine if we just have a ruby. And yet, what are we going to do? He's just going to start slaughtering people. Are we going to be responsible for that? I look at you, Frank. We can't let him get this thing. Don't appeal to my empathy. You're as cold as ice. I'm not. You. I mean, I technically I am, but cold-blooded. I mean, I like to think of, I like to think of myself as a very empathetic person. And now, and now that you you brought up the people in the mix, so I immediately stop. Just pinch. I do exactly what I just did. I pinch my, my the bridge of my nose, and I I begin. Well, we can't. We can't just let the people die. We can't just let them that happen. What were you going to say, Dawkins? I heard do you have an idea. No, I was saying that, no, we're not responsible for people who die on here. Imagine if he gets his hands on a simulacrum, how many more people are going to die? So I think we should protect it um, no matter what the cost. Well, and, and I, I think... Um... I think Eldridge said earlier, or maybe Frank said earlier, that, 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 that he's not just going to let us go. Exactly. If we give him the simulacrum, he's going to kill us. He, the, he said himself, he's been protecting us from from the, the from the, the the cult, so that he could get the uh, the simulacrum. Well, once he's got the simulacrum, that's that. There's no reason to keep us alive, is there? He'll, he'll just. We've got no choice. We've we've got to make a stand. We've got to at least last until sunrise. If if that that will work. Otherwise, I don't know what we're going to do. If, if... Tom. Mm -hmm. I may be gaslighting myself, <laughs> but if I recall. At one point, we were doing a search or something through the train. And we walked to the back, we walked into the cargo hold or something, and there was a large crate. And you made note of the large crate. You're talking about the Dreamlands? I don't think, because I remember the Dreamlands were saying that like, the large crate is skittering, but I... I, I, I I remember something about there being a crate. I wouldn't say a coffin, but I was just thinking, well, how has he been traveling? There would be large crates in the train. They would be in the foregone. So I, I should have I should have thought to... I, I thought at one point I did show you a map of the train. But basically, you've got the engine, the fuel car, the foregone, a second foregone, maybe a third foregone 
if they need it, if they have that many people on the train. Then you've got the lounge or the kitchen, then the lounge, then the, the the attached cars, and then in the back is the where the servants. Sorry, no, sorry, they're not servants. Where the employees. I'm just trying to think on how he's been getting around, and what if he's been here the whole time, like he's been like a crate on. Do an idea roll for me. Give me, give it to me, dice. All right, I got an, I got a seventy-six. My idea is a seventy. Can I please spend six luck points? Sure. Thank you. I'm now down to thirty-eight. That sucks. Um, it hits you like a ton of bricks. Oh yeah. There have always been other people on this train, and somewhere back along the lines. You recall an old man in a wheelchair that you never got a really good look at, but now that you think about it, that emaciated-looking clawed hand, and some old people don't cut their fingernails, that was Fenelik. So he's been here the whole fucking time. All right. I look to Dr. Elizabeth because I now know Frank's feelings, and I know... Dawkins' feelings. I looked at uh, uh, Elizabeth and I kind of shrugged and I said, "What do you want to do?" There's, there's nothing else we can do. We have to, we have to just try and last it out until the morning. And where, where does he, where does he go? I mean, has he got a cabin or? I think so, but I think that that, and I pointed at the steward, is let's. I think that's the direction in which we need to go. I thought, I thought they meant to have a coffin full of soil or something. I don't, I don't think, I mean... That's probably not true either, is it? Did we see this old man during the day? Whether this, this guy in the wheelchair? No. Um, I no? think it was during an evening meal, and he didn't eat. Okay. So, maybe he daylight does work. He, you just saw him sort of... You know, it's not like you're just vaguely remembering that that might have been him right there. Yeah, he was there. It's like a practical reason why he'd be here. Um, um, and it also see. It, it also, you you recall that every place that you've been, there have been incidents that have happened. Yeah, like them breaking into the house and. No, I mean death, like death, in, death in the gondolier. Oh, yeah. The person impaled the the Faccia's body being found on top of the church drained of blood. Yep. What about the lizard? Is the lizard a misdirect? The lizard was a misdirect. Um, or maybe he can turn himself into a lizard. That'd be a cool ability. Um, but anywho, um, on a more serious note, I thank you. I uh, I look to Frank, and I kind of step close to him, and I say, uh, "Well, we can't." Let him get the pieces, but we also can't let everyone on this train die. 
even if the train conductor dies, the train stops and we're stuck. It's in our best interest to at least try and save the people on the train. Frank, do a power roll. Ooh, oh five. Damn you all. <laughs> right at the climax. We're getting all these good rolls. We've been saving them up. You have a very sudden compulsion to go over and open the window, but you resist it. You feel, in these cases, you feel very strongly suddenly like, it's kind of hot in here. I want to go open that window. And you find yourself almost moving in that direction, and you're like, what am I doing? Why would I do that? And that's where you, you pull yourself back. Can I confess that I've already had that feeling? <laughs> All right. Right. I, I, I say we, we, we make a stand here. Um, if he sends any stewards against us, we knock him out. And um, if he comes himself, I've I've got the ruby. When you say the word steward, the steward who's just been standing there blankly suddenly blinks his eyes a couple times, and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh excuse me, I, I must have drifted off. Uh, would there be anything else this evening?" And he looks really confused. No, thank you. No, that's all. Thank you. And he turns around and and walks. And as he as he gets to the 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 door, he sort of stops for a second. He looks back at you, and then he shakes his head and goes goes back into the train. Wait, 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 Mister Stewart. Oh yes, sir. Do you know how to decouple the trains? <laughs> well, that's a rather unusual question. I don't really know how the train works. But, uh, I mean, I've seen them couple and decouple. Why would you ask such a strange question? We were just having an argument that in case there was a fire on the train, what would you do in hypothetical situation? And you just, to prevent it from spreading, how would you prevent it to spread from one car into another? Well, I suppose that's one possibility. Um, most of the most of the stuff on the train isn't made out of flammable material. I mean, there's some, but uh, there have been a lot of safety precautions put in place to keep the train from burning. Um, train. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't really know the answer to that. Uh, there's probably some sort of mechanism. Okay, thanks. Just curious. And he looks at you kind of oddly. Um, you're not going to uncouple the train, are you, sir? No. You didn't answer fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> he he turns around and he walks away. Now, he's a young guy, like 20. Kind of wouldn't want to see him with his throat ripped out. So the... So it looks like... The, he just he essentially just controls and then if, if a memory is jogged or something like that it brings them out it's not a permanent influence 
wasn't he controlling the other store too? So is he able to control more than one person at the same time? Stop staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what are we going to do? Are we going to stand here in the, in the hallway or are we going to go back to the lounge? Back to the lounge. Okay. Get ready for a fight of our lives. Finish this. Are we... Um, how about fire? There's a bar in the lounge, right? Mm-hmm. Maltabs. I'm just trying to think of anything. Okay. Well. All right. Back to the lounge. All right. You end up back in the lounge. And we'll say at this point it's approaching 5 o'clock. Um, uh, there are, um, as you're standing there, the, the silence is, is killing you. I mean, it's not really silent because the train makes noise. The suspense is killing you. Um, It seems like almost an hour goes by. So now it's six o'clock and nothing has happened. The, the, the closer it gets to to sunrise, the, the more likely it is that he's going to make some sort of attack. He'll be desperate. Well, since we're sitting here, I'll, I'll see if I can put on some tea. Or something to keep us up, keep keep yes. us caffeinated. A nice refreshing cup of garlic tea. <laughs> um. Hmm. Why am I looking at my face? <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair at all. The lounge, is there lots of windows in the lounge, right? Yeah, maybe 12, four, six the, on each the side. Lounge, the lounge is distinct from the the, uh, the dining car, isn't it? I'm picturing people are going to want to be looking out the window as they're traveling. Yeah, people will start showing up soon. Um. We all reek of garlic, so they probably won't be sitting too close to us. But if there are people here, it means that um, he's less likely to attack. Well, I, I kind of, I kind of feel that Doctor Dawkins, not not persuaded me, but I see his line of logic now that even if he kills everyone on the train. It's still like it's sacrificing the one to save the many. I also think it's a bluff. If he kills everyone on the train, there's nothing stopping us and him from just duking it out and us killing him. The, uh, just about the time you think that, you say that, you hear a noise, and it's the uh, steward that's at the end of the, the car opening and closing the door 
So somebody is coming. You can't see who it is yet, but they're about to get to the lounge. Um, I'm I'm going to reach into my uh, right pocket uh, and um, extract one of the clothes of garlic. Cloves, not clothes. Cloves. Okay. With a V of garlic. And with that, the door to the lounge opens. And there is a six-year-old girl in her pajamas. And she just walks in a couple of steps and then just stands there staring at you. Obviously. I gulp. Is she holding anything, this six-year-old girl? Nope. Are there any other stories in the cabin with us? Nope. You said there were other people filtering? No, in? not yet. They haven't come in, but they will oh, be coming soon a... for breakfast. I have Hello, a... li Hello, little girl. What's your name? What's your favorite toy? She says nothing. She's blank. She's not there. It's like she's sleepwalking. Where's your mother? Où est-tu, maman? Nothing. Do what you're going to do, Fenelik. That's a real coward move, Fenelik. You suddenly hear a noise, like something else coming up the corridor, with a much softer footfall. And coming up behind the girl is a very large wolf with sparkly eyes. Yep. And he's literally inches behind the girl using yeah. a child this is this is hardly the, the 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 honorable fighting style of the 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 um um bear with me <laughs> this is hardly the honorable fighting style of the uh fortes falcones is it do a psychology role I have time to grab the girl too while he's saying it. I'm sorry, said that again? While he's Oh forty out of forty. Uh, well, I'll answer your I'll say that in the question. Uh, Jeff, what did you say? I was thinking while he's trying to talk with him, if I could if I have time to grab the girl. No, she's 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 about ten feet away from you, right in front of him. Okay. Um once again, when you say the Fortes Falcones, even though it's a wolf, you get the distinct impression that he's trying to remember something. And a moment later, and he refocuses on you, but he transforms back into Fenelik. Still standing literally 
looming over the little girl. He's put one one hand on her shoulder right next to her little tiny neck. And he says, is this what you want? Do you want all of these people to die? No, of course we don't. This is what a ridiculous question to ask. Of course we don't want these people to die. We want you to go. I see you've assembled the pieces. Are you going to give them to me? I, I was going to say over my dead body then, but I'm not going to say that. Over his dead body. <laughs> over, your, over your dead body. We're not giving you the pieces. Hmm. And we've come, this... we come to the decision finally that you can kill everyone on this train. We're still not giving them to you. And how did you how did you come to this anyway? How did you come from from fighting the flayed to to venerating their their cult objects? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yes, you do. I've so, read your book. The Sedevkar simulacrum is mine. Were you Sedevkar as well? Sedevkar, no. But it isn't fucking yours. It wasn't fucking his. Well, he didn't say fucking. You you do notice that I, I'm not doing it very well, but his dialect is there's there's hints of French and German and maybe Greek or Latin in there, and his way of speaking is archaic. It's 1700s. I just don't know how to speak in 1700-esque. So. Well, it's terrifying these, nonetheless. All these hundreds of years, and yet you've had to wait until now for us to find it. Would the, uh, the members of the Arcane Society take the opportunity to question a vampire. Well, clearly, I mean, we are, aren't we? I then raise my eyebrow and I say, how do you know that we're with the Arcane Society? I know everything that's in your heads. Well, if you knew what's in our heads, then you know what we're going to do. Which means of course that I do. Then... Why are you doing this? Why, what is this game you're after? Either leave these people alone and attack us, or kill all these people, and then we'll attack you. It, 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 one of the, it's one or the other, kind of like. Perhaps I'm just cruel. Perhaps you're weak. Like they said, you could have gotten the pieces yourself. Instead, you had us get it for you. There's a cat attacking me. It won't get off the train. Um, how could he have gotten them for himself? He's a he's a vampire. If he can kill all these people, if he can he, vaporize... He, he didn't even know the statue was broken into pieces. I said, now that's just you being an idiot, because it's in books.
Didn't it occur to, to you to, to, to read the mind of someone who knew where the statue was all this time? Finally, you're not as smart as you think. So either do what you're going to do, or leave. It amuses me to answer some of your questions, but for every question I answer, I kill someone on the train. We're not doing that. And I look to the group. <laughs> We're not doing that. But I have so many questions. He doesn't know anything. He, doesn't, he didn't even know that the pieces were broken up. Suddenly rage comes over his face and he says, you will give me the pieces now or the little girl dies right in front of you. I will rip her in pieces and throw them at you. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a piece of garlic at him. Then. I'm going to throw a clove of garlic right at him. All right. Go Rotten. ahead. Bugger. My throw's only 20, so I don't think much is going to happen. It's the thought that counts. It's a gesture. 87. Okay. I've dropped it at my feet. <laughs> he doesn't seem disturbed by your throwing. I'm not particularly good at throwing. Get the ruby out. Yes. Keep it in your pocket or she dies right now. I can... You're frightened of it, aren't you? I don't know what it is. You fear it. It's not going to save you. I don't care if it saves me or not. It'll hurt you. I don't think that you've gotten this, Fenelik. We don't care if we die. But we sure as hell care if you die, and that's our goal. We've come to terms with us dying, so... You, you don't remember what it's like to be a human being, do you? Once again, he gets that look on his face like, what are you talking about? I have always been a vampire. Like he can't remember that far back. I nudge Dr. Keith. Call him Miramak. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Maravac. Maravac. Ah, yes. He was, he was the monk. The leper. The leper. The leper monk. Oh, when you realize the... that, you do realize that what it looks like Fenelik has is leprous. Yes. So you're. He's not. Tilius Corvus, and he's not Sadavkar. He's this greedy little he's man. 
Um, I, th- I think he had the same. Of them. Go ahead. I, I I think he was all of them. I think he was Tilius Corvus and Merovac and um, Fenelik. I I think and probably and possibly even someone or something before Tullius Corvus, um, before he took on that face or or that name. There's one way to find out. And I look to Dr. Dawkins and I say, uh, ready the knife. Um, I ignore you because you ignored me earlier when I was trying to help you. <laughs> really? No, I already, I already have it. Uh, um, Oh, he's already like ten, I, Yeah, I was like 10 steps ahead of you, buddy. Okay, I'm going to try a bit of... Um... Um, you suddenly hear, down the corridor behind Fenelec, um, an argument. Uh, it sounds like it's in French. Uh, who speaks French? None of us. Rupert did. <laughs> I have 12%. Um, why don't you go ahead and roll it just in case? Thirty-six. That's pretty close. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. That's closer than anybody else. So you pick out a few words in French. And it sounds like somebody's being berated. It sounds like somebody wants to come in here and they're barking at the the guy who's not letting anybody in. And you get the impression it might actually be the chef de train who's like, don't be absurd. Let's me in there right now. We have to get breakfast ready for the people. And he's, he's fighting. I will throw you off this train, you stupid fool. And... Uh, Probably a steward blocking the and, and in fact, you can see of ultimately there's kind of a scuffle, and he starts coming up behind Fenelik. And Fenelik, Fenelik obviously can hear it coming, but he's still looking at you like, go kill them all. And within a couple of seconds, uh, it, it does look like the chef de train, uh, comes right up behind. He says, what is going on in here? What is all of this all about? And Fenelik looks like for a few moments, he doesn't know what the hell to do. Okay. Not that he's afraid of somebody finding out, but just that he just trying to get the fucking Sedevkar simulacrum from you. <laughs> and there's too much garlic, and you guys have some sort of a magical ruby weapon, and he doesn't know what to do. And the steward, the, the, the chef de train is like, he's like, well, what's going on in here? What is the meaning of all of this? 
just having a conversation with this grandpa and his daughter. Well, why is there so stored back here? We have to, we have to begin making breakfast this morning for the for the the people. I mean, I don't know why there's a steward there and a guest. Um. Fenelik turns to the guy with kind of an evil smile on his face. What are you guys going to do? Anything? The absolute moment he turns around, I'm going to pull out the ruby. Okay. Um, the ruby immediately begins to shine brightly. Um, it's also at the same time that just the the hint and glimmer of the sun, you know, not the sun itself, but the, the sky outside is changing color. Um, uh, the, the light hits Fenelik on the side of the face, just as it looks like he was getting ready to rip the guy's head off. Um, and he, he takes his hand off the little girl, puts it up like this, and you can see that it burns his hand. And he says, I will destroy you all. And once again, sort of turns into purple mist and fades away, goes into the cracks and crevices of the train. And the steward is like completely, so he, he like takes a couple steps back and sits down and he's just dumbfounded. And the little, girl, the little girl suddenly looks around like she's terrified and starts to cry and you're left there like that i will approach the little girl and i will say in i guess in english um did you get lost and stuff like that like lost little girl she's oh. like i don't know where i am and i essentially i, I looked at the group and and, and uh, I begin telling her that I, we're in the lounge, and if you if you want to, we can go find your parents. Do you know where they are? You guys deal with the chef. Um. Well, he's not the chef. He's the chef de train, the chief chief steward of the whole train. He's he's basically what Henry's job was. Well, that's good. You guys deal um, with that guy. So, um, the little girl. Yeah, needs an escort back to her room. She knows where it is. The uh, the steward who was keeping people from coming this direction ha suddenly doesn't know where the hell he is. I mean, he's confused as to what the hell he's been doing for the last couple of hours. The uh, the chef de train is is like, I don't know what the hell just happened. Maybe I'm still asleep or something, you know. Um. You guys all have this luggage here in the lounge, <coughs> which he's like, please, please, you have to you, you clear this out and put it back in your rooms because people will be coming to eat breakfast very soon. Yes, I can't imagine how it got here. <coughs> and other staff starts showing up, the cooks and the servers and, and so forth. And by now... 5.30 or so, the train, the 6 o'clock, the train's starting to come alive.
What's your move? <laughs> the, the, the sun is coming up, you say. Yeah, the sky is, the sun isn't up itself yet, but the, the sky is changing to dawn. Right, I think that we should um, probably take our trunks back to our rooms. And when the sun comes up properly, Oh, wait a second. There's fucking dead bodies on the floor. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I'm sure the chef de Tron would have met noticed. Um, yes, head. There's another stewards. Yeah, there's there's a general alarm. Um something horrible has happened on the train and nobody knows what they decide that they're going to have to stop the train and get the police involved uh and you are actually you're still on the way to svilingrad but they've stopped the train in the middle of nowhere to assess what the hell is going on here. Um, so you are asked what happened. We've we've no idea. We we were in our rooms. Uh, uh, there was a noise from 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 our friend's cabin, and and we we went in there and, and the, the, the whole cabin was in disarray um then then we we, we sought out a um a steward this this poor chap here who, 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 who oh my god i can barely bear to look at, at, at it um and then he he said he was going to go off and look for our friend and the next thing I remember was was standing here with um, the, the the chef de train coming in and a little girl standing crying in front of us and all of our luggage in here. And for the life of me, I have no idea how how I got in here. What about the rest of you? What do you have to say? We're with him. I point to Elizabeth or her. Sorry, I'm drunk. It's a it's a pretty uh, flimsy thing you're saying. It's a it's a ridiculous tale. I admit it, it. It's an absolutely ridiculous account, but it's it's. I I don't know what else to tell you. All right. It is, it, I'm at a loss to explain be. what's happened. It seems that the same has happened to your steward and to this child. What you are saying is there's some sort of maniac on the train. Right. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Look. Just look. I mean, he's cut our friend's head off. Well. The story does seem flimsy. Do you know, just do you know what this is? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, he was going to say, do you know what this person looks like? I, I just... I, it's on the on the edge of my mind. I just have a picture of a strange old man in blue. I, I, 
That's that's all I can think of. Strange old man in blue. I approach and I say, as you can see, uh, Miss Miss Keith is currently in shock. Doctor, dear doctor, not that that shocked. And I, well, I look at you and I say, no, you're shocked. I think we should, we should take her back to her room, and we'll also take this back to our room as well. Um, there is... Uh, you, are, you are asked to take all of your stuff back. Of course, there are dead bodies. Um, they're going to have to detain you all and make sure that when they get to uh, the next next stop, they're going to have to inform the authorities and uh, do something about it. But if you think that there's a maniac on board the train, uh, you're the only people who know what he might look like. So maybe you need to look for him. Yes, we would be more than happy to, to, to do that. Um, Other people on the train have been informed that something has happened. And uh, there's general chaos and... Uh, and you know, people who want to see a look at the dead body, people are weird. Now, um, now look, listen. If 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 the legends are true, and 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 a vampire does have to retreat to a a coffin or a, or, or, or or graveyard earth or or, or 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 what have you, to be out of the sunlight. That could provide us with our one and only chance. That's not a bad idea. I approach the head steward and okay. I say, um, there is an older gentleman who's been uh, traveling with us, or I guess you could say we've befriended him. Um, we're worried uh, about him. One of our friends is already, as you can see here, decapitated. And we're worried about him because we haven't seen him either. But we also don't know what room he's in. What's his name? Um, and I look to the group. There's an old man that you've been traveling with and you don't know what his name is? That's why I'm saying <laughs> I look to the group. We only know, we only know him as the Count. Yes, he's told us, he's told us, we, he hasn't really been traveling with us, but he's been on the train along with us, and we've befriended him. Uh, he tells us that he was a, once a very wealthy count in France. He should have a French accent. And he also rides in a wheelchair. That's why we're concerned with him. Well, in all the sort of chaos that's going on, after a few minutes, he comes back to you and he says, well, I've checked the roster. There's no, there's no count. On board the sh on on board board the train. Very strange. In any case, uh, please, I need all of you because you guys are involved here in the in the lounge to stay here. Um, I mean, you could put your stuff away. Um, and we're going to be back underway in probably an hour or two, and then we'll we're going to be a little delayed. Uh, but we're going to have to stop in uh, Svilingrad and uh, get the, and how, the authorities. How, how long until we reach there? 
Well, we would have reached there at uh, uh, at uh, 9.47, but it's probably going to be closer to 11 o'clock. Very good. I take it right. you'd have um, no objection to us uh, breakfasting as, as usual. I mean, we're, we're happy to comply with your requests. And, and once the train is moving, of course, we, we can't go anywhere. Yes, I'm sure that they will, they'll feed you something. I mean, we are, of course, innocent people. And, 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 and as such, we have nothing whatsoever to hide and no reason to abscond. There's, of course, you're rich people. There's, there's enough chaos going on that you're not really restricted. You can't leave the train, but they're not going to like watch your every move. Okay. Who who was questioning us again? Just the the chief steward. Whoever's in charge of the train. Trying no. to find out what happened so that he can tell the authorities. Okay, the authorities aren't on the train with us. Not yet. It'll be a couple of hours before you get there to where anybody can get it. Right now, you're in the middle of nowhere. All right, I think that's where we should end it. That'll give you a whole week to formulate what the hell you're going to do. So, <laughs> well, before I forget, can I bring up one quick idea I just had? Yes, sir. Uh, um, Dr. Keith, the steward mentioned this, that we're the only ones who have seen him. What if we suggest doing like a cabin by cabin search for the old man? Mm -hmm. either, Not a bad idea. either just you or all of us as a group and the steward and we just, you know, get, get one of the stores to block off the lounge and then to prevent people from coming and going, and we just slowly clear the train one by one. Yes, although my money's still in the on the, the luggage area. Okay. All right. I think we should search the luggage area and see if there's a a, a, a large box that smells very strongly of earth <laughs> or something okay. similar. I don't know. <laughs> or a or a big ornate coffin. Ah, that must be it. <laughs> All right. Our players included Thomas McKeon, Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, Wayne Worthy, and myself as Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. I think we got a new patron today, and I've completely forgotten to write down his name. Hold on just one moment. Uh... See, I'm not always prepared. His name is Joshua Hook who is also signed up to be in a future game. So he is one of our, will be eventually one of our players. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, Joshua. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month will help a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. 
This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Mm -hmm.